From COK Studios in Kai Rizdahl's carport, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. On today's show, we'll consider how the Texas Republican Party accidentally called most of the people in Texas gay. We'll also consider what it's like to go deep into a news story with Kelly McEvers from the new NPR podcast, Embedded. And we'll consider that only you can prevent forest fires. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from the Jenny Foundation, helping men hook up with women who left their number on the wall. For a good time, call 867-5309. And Moss Feather Meadow, an all-inclusive resort for free-spirited people looking to find their inner child, reconnect with nature, and trip balls in the heart of scenic organic hemp country. Book your summer peyote getaway today. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. Last week, the Texas Republican Party unveiled their 2016 party platform. In it, they outlined their stance on homosexuality, but the phrasing of that section of the platform was somewhat dubious. Instead of condemning homosexuality, the Texas GOP ended up condoning it, saying that homosexual behavior has, quote, been ordained by God in the Bible, recognized by our nation's founders, and shared by the majority of Texans. The choice of verb-subject agreement has been identified as the problem, but it raises questions about how political parties are using their platforms to shape opinions on LGBT issues. Joining us in the studio to discuss this story and the ongoing saga over public bathrooms is COK's LGBT correspondent, Trevin Motley. Thanks for being here, Trevin. Sure thing, Connor. Now, what did you make of the Texas Republicans' mistake? I loved it. There's nothing better in my mind than seeing bigots hoisted on their own petards. They're flaccid, angry, homophobic petards. So were you quick to point out the mistake on social media like so many other LGBT activists? I was. But first, I laughed. I laughed. And I laughed. And then I laughed some more. And then I chuckled. And that gave way to quiet tittering. Then I retweeted the crap out of that while clapping and cackling. Now, has there been any response from the Texas Republicans? No, they're probably too embarrassed. I bet it'll cost a lot of money to get that whole platform reprinted. And I'm fine with that. I also hope that the mistake made some secretly gay Republican state senator come out of the closet when he read the error. Guess what, honey? I'm gay and our party condones it now. I bet a few self-loathing closet cases have egg on their faces now as they try to pretend this grammatical error didn't just out them. So what does this say about the larger LGBT struggle as Republicans are fighting against gay marriage, anti-discrimination, and LGBT equality? It says that the fight isn't over, which kind of bugs me. Well, I can see why. LGBT people are still fighting for equality and trying to avoid being subjected to laws that feel a lot like the Jim Crow South. I see what you mean, but no. I'm bugged because I was planning to do a story about Beyonce's upcoming tour, Lemonade Stand. But instead, I'll have to cover why straight people are up in arms about pooping in Target bathrooms. It's frustrating, I know. It's just so dumb. Number one, transgender people are just like you and me, Connor. They're regular, boring individuals who are trying to go into a stall and do a number two. Do you always use a stall, Trevin? Absolutely. Why wouldn't I? Privacy is king in the bathroom. I even use the big handicap stall if it's free. I know that sounds bad, but it's just so roomy. I like to stretch out. So what are you saying? Let's just make all bathrooms stalls only. Then everyone will have what they need. Straight, gay, transgendered, men, women. There's a common denominator for all of them in the bathroom. What's that? 
we're all ashamed to drop a deuce in public. I see your point. Cool. Can I go see Beyonce now instead of going to North Carolina? Sorry, Trevin. <sighs> sure, the humidity's good for my skin, but there's just no concerts there anymore. I hate you, Connor. That was LGBT correspondent Trevin Motley. You're listening to Consider Our Knowledge. Now we turn to a special crossover segment with the new NPR podcast, Embedded. Hosted by veteran reporter Kelly McEvers, Embedded takes a story from the news and goes deep. In some of the early episodes, they've gone inside an immigration courtroom, a street gang in El Salvador, and the NBA's developmental league. Now COK's own Dinah Jones-Mallow is going deep with McEvers, investigating two of America's most dangerous biker gangs for a segment we're calling Considerable Embedding. I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. And I'm Kelly McEvers, and this is Considerable Embedding. Last year, there was a huge showdown in Waco, Texas, between two rival biker groups, the Caballeros and the Sons of Purgatory, at a bar called Stinky Pete's. There were tons of weapons recovered. Bats, guns, knives, brass knuckles, you name it. These bikers brought them to this epic shootout. It was bad, let me tell you. The Sons of Purgatory are classified by some as an outlaw gang. They're known as a group who do not like to follow the rules, and they've had members arrested for racketeering, murder, and extortion. Who are these guys? Are they all this violent and rough? I've been a member for a long time, and our boys have a real bad reputation. I don't always agree with our methods, though. The Sons of Purgatory are known as some of the baddest guys in Texas. But Ricky the Rascal says there's guys who act as the muscle and guys who have other roles in the club. I do the refreshments. Ricky looks like a guy who could break you in half. He's six foot five, easily 300 pounds, covered in a bunch of tattoos, and yet he's only concerned with keeping his guys fed. Look, we're all big guys, and we get hungry when we go on rides. I take care of all the snacks for our guys. It's a way tougher job than being a muscle or an enforcer. You can't bust the heads of rival gangs without a nice, high-protein, low-carb snack in your tummy. Did you just say tummy? Yeah, I f***ing did. So what? Nothing. I try to find healthy stuff that the boys will like. We do a lot of fruit leather. Organic, of course. I make up my own special gorp. Yeah, lots of nuts and dried fruits, maybe some M&Ms. Gogurt is really popular, but it's full of sugar and artificial colors, so I don't get it very often. Maybe once in a while as a treat. I kind of think Gogurt was partially to blame for that incident at Stinky Beats. My guys were all hopped up on sugar. I blame myself. I didn't have time to make my usual Greek yogurt parfaits that day. Ricky says he's using his snacks to help give the Sons of Purgatory an advantage. We can ride longer and bust more heads than those other pussy gangs like the Caballeros. I do lots of cold-pressed juices with kale and wheatgrass. And my num-nums are the best. Your num-nums? You heard me. They're like a chocolate peanut butter bar with lots of good flavor and protein. All the sons of purgatory love my num-nums. While we were in Waco, we also met a man from the Caballeros, who isn't doing typical biker gang stuff either. I'm the IT and marketing guy for the Caballeros. Kyle Francis always loved the idea of riding motorcycles, but his asthma was affected by the exhaust fumes of the Harleys, so now he does this instead. I manage the gang's blog and social media stuff. I do some back-end coding as well and manage the email software. We use Outlook. 
Thanks to me, they found Stinky Pete's. I sent them the directions in Google Maps. If it wasn't for me, they would have totally missed that brawl with the Sons of Purgatory. What kind of things do you put on the blog? Oh, all kinds of stuff. I publish slideshows of rides and fights with rival gangs. Our members submit stories and erotic <gasps> biker fiction. Some of the language is a bit salty for my taste, but it's part of their comprehensive brand strategy. Oh, that's nice. Our guys are really focused on biking and brawling and drinking, so it's good that I'm there to send email reminders about rides and how much guys have left on their travel per diems. Kyle says that there are others like him who do basic tasks as members of the Caballeros. There's Duke from accounting. Crazy Bart, the human resources guy. Redbeard, the travel agent. And Tiny, the receptionist. Just because I handle the num-nums doesn't mean I'm not as important as the leaders of the gang. Mixing with the bikers in this investigation made us both aware that there's much more going on with the Sons of Purgatory and the Caballeros than meets the eye. For considerable embedding, I'm Dinah Jones Mallow. And I'm Kelly McEvers. That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you'd like more from the best-looking news team in public radio, go to our website, considerournowledge.com, for more news and stories. You can also get breaking news from us on Twitter, at ConsiderOurKnow, and follow us on Facebook. The COK team includes Emily Clausen, Natalie Thorpe, Jeremiah Knight, Spencer Cannon, Hobart Willis, Marianne Wetzel, and Libby Mitchell. A special thanks today to David Ogden. Our intern is Ryan Shattuck. You can subscribe to the podcast at iTunes and at Stitcher Radio at Stitcher.com. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. I like to stretch it out. Stretch it out. <laughs> <laughs> what exactly do you like to stretch out? My legs, Connor, my legs. Your third leg. Yeah. Oh, man.